Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, May 5th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Today on the show, four Proud Boy members are found guilty of seditious conspiracy for their roles in January 6th. Plus, a major music industry copyright case comes to a close. But first, the Hunter Biden investigations and their impact on 2024. That's our one big thing. After a years-long investigation, federal prosecutors seem close to deciding whether to charge Hunter Biden, President Biden's son, on tax and gun-related charges, and the decision could have a profound impact on President Biden's re-election campaign. Meanwhile, it's a busy time for the Justice Department, which secured a conviction in federal court yesterday for the leader of the Proud Boys. Axios' Alex Thompson is reporting on both of these stories, and he's here for our weekly politics state of play. Welcome back, Alex. Thanks so much for having me. So can you give us a refresher about the charges involving Hunter Biden? You have to understand that there are actually three different investigations going on simultaneously. Now, there is this main case investigated by the Justice Department, which uh, is technically led by Hunter's father and his attorney general, Merrick Garland. Now, that case is focused on Hunter Biden's taxes and potentially lying on a gun form. You know, on a gun form, you have to state that you have not been under the influence of drugs. It is pretty clear that he almost certainly was, or he had been the last six months. There's also the House Republicans investigation into Hunter and the Biden family writ large, right? And how Hunter's financial dealings may have entangled with the policies that then Vice President Joe Biden was enacting. And then there's the third one, which is probably the most tabloidy of all of them, which involves essentially a love child that Hunter Biden had uh, with a woman from Arkansas in 2019. Um, He originally had denied paternity, then was forced to take a paternity test. He was the father and has since been paying, we learned this week, $20,000 a month in child support. You have all of these different cases going, and Hunter's expected to sit for a deposition in the Arkansas case. His lawyers met with DOJ on the taxes and gun case this last week, which could be an indication that maybe things are wrapping up. And then on the House Republican case, it looks like they are just getting started. Republicans have been talking about Hunter Biden for the past couple of years. How is this going to factor into President Biden's reelection campaign? It is going to be a huge part of the campaign, just as it was a huge part of the last campaign. But I also want to add the caveat that Republicans thought it was a winning issue for them in 2020, and they still lost. So even if they deploy the tactic, how effective is it? How much do you know independent and swing voters really care? Or do they think the Hunter thing is a distraction? And 
That much is not clear. Now, even before the laptop or the hard drive was found and reported on in October of 2020, Hunter was a huge part of the presidential election last time, even before that. You have to remember that President Trump calling the Ukrainian president that led to Trump's impeachment was really about him trying to push the Ukrainian president to investigate Hunter Biden. And then, you know, you had Donald Trump going out on the trail saying, where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? And the fact is that after the laptop was found and some of these photos go online, it became this lurid spectacle that Republicans have really glommed on to. You know, some of the investigations, the questions about the business dealings are more above board, and some of them are just meant to pick on and humiliate Hunter Biden as well. In a moment, more with Alex Thompson. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. We're talking with Axios national political correspondent Alex Thompson for our weekly State of Play about Hunter Biden, the three separate investigations into him, and why this all matters for 2024. Alex, before the break, you mentioned a laptop of Hunter's. Can you remind us about that in case people have forgotten the details there? Yes. So in October of 2020, right before the election, the New York Post reported that they had found a hard drive of Hunter Biden's that he had left at a computer repair shop in Delaware and that, you know, proved a lot of corrupt dealings. Now, what they include essentially is a lot of material, photos, texts, from, uh, you know, around 2014, 2015, 2016, 17, 18, early 2019. And these are the periods also where Hunter was in the throes of a very serious addiction to crack cocaine and was honestly documenting, self-documenting a lot of his life at that point with his phone, which he had then backed up to his computer. And he's written about this in, in his memoir that came out in 2021, how he sort of got sucked into this vortex. Now, some of it, you know, the worst of it really happened once his brother, Bo, was diagnosed with glioblastoma, brain cancer. And after he died is really when he spiraled in a really serious, significant way that was, you know, really scary for a lot of the Biden family. Now, you know, people sort of in the orbit say that he has now been sober for a few years now. But certainly as he's the subject of attacks from a lot of sides. You know, it's been a taxing few years for him and for the family. What has the president said about all of this recently? You know, not very much. He did bring Hunter with him to Ireland for his foreign trip. I think it was like a partly a display of solidarity with his son. And he has said that, you know, he believes his son did nothing wrong. He has been by his side in very public moments as a sign of support. Alex, I have to go back to something you said. Technically, President Biden is in charge of the Justice Department. So how does that happen objectively that the Justice Department can investigate basically their boss's son? It's very awkward. And this is also part of the reason why Joe Biden has not said a lot about it, even though Republicans have repeatedly raised questions about will Biden's you know, attorney general let Hunter off the hook, right? I mean, that, that is some criticism you've definitely seen from quarters. Now, what the Biden administration has tried to do is when they came in, it is normal for you to replace all U.S. attorneys or at least nominate many of your own. The U.S. attorney in Delaware that's investigating this case, they left him in charge. 
They did not replace him. And Merrick Garland, the attorney general, said he would respect whatever decision that he made. The Justice Department is also right now juggling investigations of former President Trump and, as we saw yesterday, is continuing its cases against the January 6th insurrectionists as well. Absolutely. I mean, you Merrick Garland is in a situation right now where he is prosecuting January 6th and investigating also President Trump's role in it. He is in also investigating you know, the documents case with President Trump. He is investigating Hunter Biden. And it is one of, a, one of the most consequential moments to be the attorney general, certainly uh, in recent history. Alex Thompson is Exus's national political correspondent. Thanks, Alex. Thanks so much for having me. One more story before we go. A Manhattan jury yesterday found musician Ed Sheeran didn't copy Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On and his 2014 hit Thinking Out Loud. The copyright infringement case was filed in 2017 by the family of Ed Townsend, Gaye's co-writer on the song. The lawsuit claimed Sheeran took the rhythm, chord progression, and other elements of Gaye's 1973 classic without permission. So let's listen. First to Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. And now, here's Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud. When your legs don't work like they used to before. Here's what Ed Sheeran had to say yesterday outside of a Manhattan courthouse after the verdict. These chords are common building blocks which were used to create music long before Let's Get It On was written and will be used to make music long after we are all gone. They are in a songwriter's alphabet, our toolkit, and should be there for all of us to use. No one owns them, or the way they are played, in the same way that nobody owns the color blue. That's not always the case. In a similar lawsuit in 2015, Gay's family won a suit against Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams, when jurors said their song, Blurred Lines, infringed on Gay's Got to Give It Up. That's all for us this week. Axios Today is produced by Fonda Mwangi, Lydia McMullen-Laird, and Robin Lynn. Our senior sound engineer is Alex Sugiyara. Alexandra Boti is our supervising producer. Sarah Kehlani-Gu is Axios's editor-in-chief. And Asia Whitaker-Moore is Axios's executive editor. Special thanks, as always, to Axios co-founder, Mike Allen. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Stay safe, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Five years ago, when Tasha Adams was leaving her husband, the founder of Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes, she kept it a secret. The one person she told outside her family, the ex-wife of firebrand Alex Jones. This week on the Death, Sex, and Money podcast, hear these two women in conversation for the first time and Tasha's plans for watching Stuart Rhodes sentencing this month for his role in January 6th. That's on Death, Sex, and Money wherever you get podcasts.